Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the October edition of One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program. This is the only monthly compliance program focusing on a different subject, taking a deep dive so that it will help you have a more effective compliance program. This month, I will be talking about One Month to More Effective Compliance for Business Ventures. But first, a word from this month's sponsor, the Volkoff Law Group. Hi, I'm Mike Volkoff of the Volkoff Law Group and proud sponsor of this month's podcast series. The Volkoff Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. At ethical companies, employees believe in the company, they feel vested in the company, and are more productive. As a result, misconduct rates are much lower and financial performance is higher. We can help you achieve these benefits through an effective ethics and compliance program. The Volkoff Law Group specializes in corporate compliance, internal investigations, and white-collar defense. We are your partners in our joint mission of building an effective ethical culture for your company. Our 10 years experience shows that business cultures can change. We are committed to work with you to achieve an ethical culture in your company. We address your company's anti-corruption, antitrust, trade and sanctions, anti-money laundering, and other regulatory and legal risks. We do this through practical guidance that your company can easily implement. You can learn more about our commitment to effective ethics and compliance programs at our website, www.volkofflaw.com, our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our new podcast series of the same name. You can contact me at my email address, mvolkoff at volkofflaw.com. Let us know how we can help you achieve your goals. Thank you, Michael. In this month's series, we will take a look at the role of compliance in mergers and acquisitions, the role of compliance in joint ventures, in joint venture agreements, distributorships, franchises, teaming agreements, partnerships, as well as other types of business relationships. At the end of October, you have an excellent grounding in what you need to do for a business venture under the FCPA. My one-month series of One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program running through 2017 is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 21, Franchisor Compliance. Most franchisors have thorough vetting, financial vetting requirements before allowing any person or business to become a franchisee. Yet, how many of these same businesses perform FCPA compliance due diligence on their prospective overseas franchisees? How many U.S. franchisors have FCPA compliance training programs for their international franchisees? How many U.S. franchisors evaluate on an ongoing basis the FCPA compliance program of their overseas franchises? I believe that there is significant liability for U.S. franchisors who engage in the international market. Another way to come at this comes from the book by attorney Aaron Murphy entitled Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, a Practical Resource for Managers and Executives. In a chapter entitled You Do More with the Government Than You Think, he has several examples of how U.S. 
uh, any U.S. company doing business overseas will come into contact with a foreign government official and therefore create a possible FCPA exposure. Many of these areas are those which a U.S.-based franchisor would have to utilize to do business in a foreign country. So what are these? Well, interactions with customs officials. Every time your company sends raw materials into or brings them out of a country where there, there is an interaction with a foreign government official in, form, in the form of a customs official. Every customs transaction involves a payment to a foreign government, and every transaction involves some sort of foreign government regulatory process. While the individual payment per transaction may be small, the amount of the total transaction can be quite high if a large volume of goods is being imported into a foreign country. Next, of course, is interaction with tax officials. <clears throat> interacting with international tax authorities can present problems similar to those with customs officials. The stakes can be much higher since tax transactions may be less in frequency but higher in financial risks. These types of risks include the valuation of raw materials for VAT purposes before such materials are incorporated into a final product or the lack of segregation between goods to be sold on the foreign country's domestic market as opposed to those on which this may be shipped through a free trade zone for sale outside the country's domestic market. Of course, licensing and permits were the bete noir of Walmart in Mexico. Your company is a retailer of clothes or cosmetics or any other services of, or products. And clearly the FCPA is going to apply to any license or permit. Every physical location in which you sell your goods is, will require a op- license to operate the business. And that's true for franchisees as well. And if a franchisee pays a bribe to operate a business in a foreign country and you receive a part of the profits of that business, that may well be enough for FCPA exposure. Work permits and visas. If your company franchises overseas, it will have to send someone from the home office to operate in country at some point. In this post-9-11 world, this means at a minimum, your company will have to obtain a visa for each employee who enters the foreign country and probably a work permit as well, or it may well require a visa. And certainly under the Trump administration, visas and work permits are becoming more required for U.S. citizens because of the restrictions put on by the United States government. The visa process can start in the United States with a trip to the foreign government consulate or even the embassy, and at that point, you are dealing with a foreign government official. The work permit promise can also begin in the United States, but may continue in the foreign country. What about inspections and certifications? Well, uh, Tyson's Food had an FCPA enforcement action around inspections and the bribery of food inspectors, but consider the Tex-Mex restaurant chain that desires to take its cuisine literally across the world. In any city in the world where there will be some type of certification process to enable the business to start up, to set up, start operating, and then, of course, there will be a need for ongoing inspections of sanitary conditions. Such inspections may be rare, but if there's slime in the ice machine, it may be grounds to close the restaurant. And if it's grounds to close the restaurant, there may be a request for a bribe to be paid. How could all of this play out for a franchisor? Well, if the franchisor moves into a foreign market, there could be a temptation to grease the skids, and the same could be true of a franchisee. 
make payments or other gifts to offer gifts to government officials or their family members to get the permits or permissions necessary to operate, open and operate. In many countries, bribery is a common way of getting business done, and there can be a tremendous pressure from local agents or franchisee candidates to follow regional customs and use bribes to pay and or remain competitive, even if it is not the U.S. franchisee's own employees that engage in the FCPA violations, the FCPA franchisor may still face the risk of an enforcement action if the franchisee's employees engage in such conduct. So what are the steps that a U.S. franchisor can take? Well, fortunately, they're really no different than all of the steps we've been talking about, not only this month, but literally uh, all of this year. So Presumably, the franchisors conducted market research before deciding to enter a market, but you have to go through a due diligence process in researching the background of potential franchisees, master franchisees, and other representatives using a variety of resources. There should be strong FCPA compliance and ethics language and warranties in any franchise agreement warning against violating the FCPA and, of course, local anti-robbery laws. Franchisors should include contract language, which allows for audits and terminations, rights of master franchisees, area representatives, and area develops, developers if red flags or violations are identified. Franchisors may also cons- consider having board or management review of potential FCPA liability decisions. Franchisors must have their own compliance program in place and have a compliance program in place that they're going to put onto their franchisees. A written manual available in hard con hard copy and electronically, obviously tailored to fit the franchisors and franchisees' needs that educates the franchisees, its employees, agents, and anyone affiliated with the franchise about corruption and anti-bribery and the relevant laws. The franchisor must train franchisees to ensure that franchise employees and their agents are accurately invoicing sales and payments with no hidden fees. After completing the required training of the franchisor's compliance measures, all employees and, uh, and sub-agents of the franchisees should be certified no less on an annual basis. There must be some type of reporting and monitoring. With each local franchise unit, franchisors must have a point of contact for questions about possible violations, a hotline for anonymous calls, and local monitoring and behavior and accounting. Companies should then have a process in which the local franchisee reports the information back to the domestic franchisor. So none of these steps will be new or different, but they clearly need to be tailored for the franchise relationship. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, please do not forget that franchises can bring you an unexpected level of SCPA exposure, and I detailed many of those ways in today's podcast. Two, franchisors must must have more than simply financial vetting of financial of potential franchisees. And finally, use your full compliance toolkit for business ventures in managing the FCPA risk for franchises. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed day 21 of one month to more effective compliance for business ventures. And I hope you will join me tomorrow for our wrap-up of day and ending day 22. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to More Effective Compliance for Business Ventures, and I hope you will join me again. 
If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate the podcast as it would help in our rankings and help get the word out about the only daily podcast which will bring you a more effective compliance program. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Once again, thanks to this month's sponsor, Mike Volkoff at the Volkoff Law Group. The podcast series, One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Please join us again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.